Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your friend, it's your fam, Black Fluid Poet, a.k.a. John S. Blake, coming to you live from this humblest of abode of books during this pandemic paradise where quarantine ain't cute. Child, people are walking around without masks. I don't know who to trust. <laughs> oh, Lord, I am like, I, I'm, I'm just, I've been walking into places and nobody got a mask on. And I'm like, wait, are we really, are we really here? Like, is, is it really happening? Like, it's happening. Like, it's really happening. And you know what I thought about? I thought about children, right? I thought about children who say were born um, March, April of 2020. And so here it is, like a little more than a year later, and they're accustomed to everyone having a mask on. And I'm wondering just how bewildered children are, like sitting in a shopping cart at a supermarket, just looking at all these people who all of a sudden grew motherfucking mouths. Like... (laughs) Like, I'm trying to wrap my head around that. Or even, like, you know, new dogs. Like, a year-old dog that now goes outside and notices everybody got teeth. Like, I I just, I wonder how they're wrapping their head around this sudden change, right? Um, That's just got to be amazing to me. They have to be like, wait, what happened? What's going on? Why don't people have their covers on their faces, you know? Um, Some changes have been going on in my life. Um, since writing the memoir, I have to tell you, I have been battling depression because, you know, I have to resurrect a lot of things. Um, you know, I have to unbury some stuff and I start missing people. I start regretting the decisions I made at certain times in my life, wishing I made different ones. And, you know, depression is about being emotionally and spiritually stuck in the past, whether it's yesterday, last week, or 25 years ago. So for me, it's very triggering to write a memoir. Um, It's important that I, I take breaks to write about my present day, to do some journaling, to keep maintaining my gratitude list. Yes, I maintain a gratitude list, five things I'm grateful for every morning. I don't do it every day, but the trick is if I miss a day, I have to start back at day one, but I just keep doing it because ultimately it doesn't matter how long I maintain it as long as I'm being grateful, you know, and it's just today I am grateful for blank and it could be jazz music, a song, the way I woke up, the the fact that I woke up, um, the friends I have, the color pink, it just doesn't matter. Um, as long as I'm grateful for five things before I start my day. So doing those things helps me with the depression. But when the depression kicks in and it's time to write a gratitude list, that shit is hard when you are in emotional pain. It is hard to push the pain to the side, to kind of compartmentalize the pain for a second and remember the things that I'm grateful for. Once I get to the fourth thing, the fifth one is easy. But that first one, y'all, 
when I'm in pain, when I'm in regret, when I'm missing my mom, when I'm wishing my dad and I had a better relationship, when I think about the way my brother died, you know, it just, it's hard to be like, I'm grateful for the color pink. Man, shut the fuck up. Like, you know, my depression's like, ain't nobody trying to hear that shit right now. All right? We're in pain. We're in the dark place. Focus. Focus on the dark place. We're in the middle of regretting some shit, dude. Stay with us. <laughs> and the shitty committee in my head is like, look, this is a team effort. All right? Stop trying to be an individual. We're going down in the darkness. Um, and so I have to fight to get myself out of it. And I'm bringing this up for another really good reason. I have yet to talk about uh, Naomi Osaka. I have yet to talk about um, a very spiritual and um, really uh, mentally healthy decision she made to avoid press conferences. Um, and, I, and I'm also like resentful towards capitalism because, you know, they keep saying, well, she, you know, she won't do her job. And I'm like, what job, dude? She loves tennis. She wants to play tennis. She got invited to this competition to play tennis. She enrolled in tennis. And then it's like, because corporations, you know, fork over some money, now she owes corporations her time? No, nah, fuck that. She's a tennis player. She's a tennis player. Let the woman play tennis. So... In, in dealing with her own uh, emotional crises and, and her own emotional health, I think it was beautiful that she was like, all right, well, then I'll go home. Because ultimately, let's be honest, fuck France, all right? I'm mad at France for taking all that money from Haiti over Haiti's independence. I'm mad at France for all their fucking banning of different kinds of, of uh, cultural aspects of Islam in France, um, fuck France for the shit they did to Algerians. Like, I'm just, I'm over France. You know, France is just like the United States with a better accent. It, that's all it is. It, it's just nasty. Um, so, like, ain't nobody trying to hear that shit. Um, and, and what is it with red clay anyway? Who the fuck, like, these tennis players are risking breaking their ankles, slipping and sliding all over that red clay anyway. So, fuck the French Open. They ain't nobody. Um, uh, not at that side of the way. Some other, some good news um, is tomorrow I have a photo shoot. I'm looking forward to that. It's in the morning. Um, I'm packing a suitcase of outfits and we're going to the botanical gardens and I haven't been there yet. And y'all, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm really excited. And we're also going to do some urban stuff and maybe go under a, a bridge or some train tracks somewhere, you know. And so um, I'm, I'm looking forward to this because I haven't done anything truly artistic besides like sitting home and writing. Um, I haven't gotten into any endeavors with other people and their creative ideas and, and, and process. So, so this should be interesting. And um, I'm hopefully I'm looking forward to making some friendships out of it as well, you know, and I could use that because like I've said before, the loneliness... The loneliness got hands, it, and it adds to the depression like you wouldn't believe. <sighs> Some other things that, that um, 
Some other strange news. I don't know how to feel about this, and I don't know if it's a big deal or not. It feels like a big deal, and I'm Taoist shooketh, okay? I'm shook. Let me tell you, I just found out that Barack Obama has been following me on Twitter for a long time, and I had no idea. I And look, on my page, if you try to follow me, I get a notification, and then I add you. I don't remember adding Barack Child if I added the 44th president to my Twitter feed. Don't you think I'd remember some shit? I was like, when did he get here? How did this happen? What? Does he have like a special privilege where he could just follow you whether you like it or not? Like, is that what goes on? Because Barry all up in my Twitter feed. I'm like, what? How did, what? what? Somebody told me that today. They were like, you know who follows you, right? And I was like, no. They're like, Barack. And I was like, you lying. I, I, I'd remember if I added Barack Obama to my motherfucking page. Like, that, that's not happening. And they're like, nah. And they sent me a screenshot followed by Barack Obama. And I was like, bitch, let me go to this man's page. And I said, let me see if I can send him a message. And it was like, you follow each other. I was like, <gasps> bitch, no. So now I'm hella shook. I don't want to write nothing on Twitter. I don't even want to retweet nothing on Twitter, right? Like, I don't want to fuck it up. The other thing is a video that I made, and it's something else that I want to talk about tonight. Another video I made um, about this young, queer, uh, white man who said, I don't think there needs to be an entire month dedicated to queerness. I don't think there should be a Pride Month. I just don't. And it hurt. Like, it hurt, it hurt, it hurt, it hurt. It's like, I don't understand why there is, I didn't know. First, let me tell you, this is my first, my first time on uh, TikTok um, during the month of June, I think. I think I joined either in July or August. So it's almost a year. But that being said, I didn't know how many people are against Pride Month. Many of them queer. I was like, who are these people? They, I don't even believe they make you. And it's a lack of gratitude. It, they, they get on TikTok, man, and they make these videos like, and before anybody comes to me, let me just say that I'm queer. And I'm like, and you're queer in saying this? That doesn't make it better. That makes it worse, dude. That doesn't give you any validity to the argument. It just means you're young. You aren't here for the struggle. You don't see a struggle. We are not oppressed. I'm like, shit. Shit. Not oppressed. What? Okay. And if you're young, white, and queer, maybe you don't see it as much. If your parents are accepting um, of who you are, you're not gonna you're not gonna see it. But I was hurt because I feel like and even, even people who are heterosexual, people who are cisgender, they, even they are like, if, if you're in Gen X, if you're part of Gen X, you remember. You remember everything. You remember 200,000 people dying of AIDS. You remember the thousands of people that were testing positive every day. You remember AIDS being a death warrant. And you remember two terms of Reagan, one term of Bush, 
and almost two turns of Clinton before anything got better with AIDS research and medication. Three presidents. Three presidents. I'm talking decades before shit got better. Like, that's hard for a lot of people to understand. The, the homelessness, the, 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 the gay bashings, the people lost their jobs, people couldn't get their businesses insured. You know, if you were openly gay and you were looking for a business loan in the 80s, insurance companies wouldn't give that shit to you. Banks wouldn't give that shit to you because the chances of you getting the virus was so severe that you were a risk. You were a financial risk being queer. Like, people just don't understand how bad it was. You know, they they think discrimination is like, you know, me being feminine on the street and getting called faggot. And, and like, that's, that's, oh my God, that's so awful. I don't know how people could be. I'm talking about bats and knives and, and groups, groups of, of young people that literally walked through and around queer communities looking for a stray that they could kill. Literally kill. Not metaphorically, this isn't symbolism. I mean, take the lives of queer people simply for being queer. And we're not even going to talk about the queer trans folk. Um, We're not going to talk about the trans people, the gender fluid people, the gender non-conforming people, um, those of us, but that we didn't have words for it back then who weren't considered part of the queer community because they weren't either gay or lesbian and especially light-skinned, white, what have you. Like, there's, there's just so much. It's so visceral to me to hear a young queer person say, I don't think there needs to be a Pride Month. I mean, all the companies have pride on all this stuff. Like, enough is enough. And I'm like, wow. You really, you, you really don't know. You really don't know. And it, I, I think that I can remember black people in the eighties who, you know, before crack really destroyed so many black communities. I can remember some black people being like, look, we've arrived. We're here. We're good. Like, we going to college, we paying our bills, we working in banks, we working in law offices, like, we good, you know, stop, stop making it out to be something worse than it is, you know, and they thought like public enemy was just dog whistling a bunch of arguments and trying to bring up the past and, you know, God, and to think that James Baldwin was still alive when some of that shit was happening, you know, um, it's tough, it's just tough, Ah. <sighs> Yeah, so after all of that, um, one of my videos got circulated around on Twitter and it has like 184,000 likes on it and 5,000 shares. And let me tell you, I'm scared. And I'll tell you why I'm scared. Because just 10, maybe 12 years ago, I was a different, much, much different person. Um, I was completely self-centered, um, extremely manipulative, misogynist, sexist, and I 
make it a point to not really have a presence on Twitter because there's a lot of people from my past who are well-known, who knew me back then, who will never let me see light of day about the person I was. And that's their choice. You know, if I harm somebody, I don't get to decide how they heal. So I've accepted that. And I've kind of stayed out of certain groups because of that, because I don't like facing people who remember me back then and still giving me that side eye. It hurts. Um, and as there's, there's, you know, I'm powerless over it. I, I, it, is, it is not only none of my business what other people think of me, but it's out of my control. All I can do is move forward from the person I was. And, you know, if you've listened to my podcast, um, especially through the, the Queen series, then you already know. Um, I don't need to go into great detail about that now. But with this video um, getting some circulation, and shout out to Feminista Jones, one of the people who shared it that made it kind of go viral. I wouldn't say that it's viral. Um, but people are hitting me up on other social media platforms like, yo, your video was all over Twitter. It showed up on my feed. And I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God, no. No, 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 no. You know, and there was a time in my life when I wanted to run for office. But I'm like, shit. My past? No, sir. Not with my past. You, you, no, no, you are not going to get me up in front of a press conference talk about, tell us about the crack addiction. <laughs> You know, tell us about the women you've harmed. Tell us about, you know, this shit, that shit. Um, you know, the time you were a deadbeat dad, you know. And I'm just not willing to um, deal. I'm, I'm not willing to face any of that. Um, so it, it's, it's not that I'm not willing to face it. It hurts. I can only do what I can. I've made the changes I can make. I'm still trying to get better as a person. But I'm not one of those people who will walk into a room where I know people don't like me. It's, I just don't because I tend to focus on the people in the room that don't like me, spending way too much time wishing they did um, and just basically being afraid not to make any more mistakes while I'm in said room. So um, anything going Anything on a Twitter feed that is that has my name in it makes me very nervous because I know it's only a matter of time before somebody brings up some shit. Um, so I, I tend to lay low. I tend to stay under the radar. Um, TikTok, I just felt was, um, you know, a diff different group of people and I kind of just wanted to start anew. Um, I basically changed my name on, on all my social media uh, in the last year uh, since getting out of rehab because I just wanted a fresh start. I, I moved to a new city. Um, and, and there was a time when I had gotten here, like in the first two months I was here, you know, there were people who brought up my past, who brought up the stuff I was doing while I was using. They were trying to tell people in the new city that this is all the crap he's done. And I was like, Jesus Christ, like, is this, like, how do you start over? How do you start over? I just don't know, you know, and, and there are people who I've tried to talk to and they're like, I don't want to talk to you. And, and it's just like, they're just hell bent on holding on, on me holding a, um, kind of like a, a spot in, in their memory as something bad 
I, I, I wish I knew, like a placeholder. Like this, this is who he was then. And so this is who he always will be. And, and, and that's that. And so, um, it's, it's tough. Um, I tend to want to give people personally, I tend to want to give people second, third, fourth, 14th chances. And, um, maybe that's a mistake on my part, but I am of the belief that if I could get better, anybody can. So yeah, people are going to make mistakes and, and hopefully we can, we can come back from it. Um, so yeah, that's that's everything that's been going on right now in my head. Um, looking forward to this photo shoot tomorrow. I'm looking forward to some botanical garden, see some flowers, get out of the house, not wear a mask. Um, shout out to vaccines. But uh, other than that, um, some more some more honesty that I'm, I'm trying to look at y'all is um, I haven't been writing the way I want to for the same reasons that I stay under the radar on Twitter. I'm afraid that with the, with, I don't know why, but my social media is booming. Like I'm followers, Instagram, Twitter, uh, you know, TikTok as usual, um, Facebook likes, like the whole thing, it, it's a lot. And I think that I am, the, the the pain is still fresh from how I feel in rooms with people that don't like me. And so like, I feel like when I, when or if I finish this book, well, it's when, when I finish this book, um, the attention it gets, I'm scared. Um, I'm just, you know. Y'all have done a lot of horrible things. And there are some days it's really hard for me to forgive myself. And some of that is shame and some of it is depression. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. And I, I think about Jay-Z saying it's not about money and success. It's about having a talent that you've been given by whatever deity, the universe, so be it. And, and fulfilling that purpose in that talent. And, you know, I'm a writer. I know I'm a writer and I need to fulfilling my purpose in writing has got to be more important than others reactions. If said writing gets public and becomes, you know, a talking point anywhere, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm just, it's about my ego, you know, it's, it's more about my ego. Um, it's more about not wanting to deal with possible consequences from my past. And it's about not wanting to deal with any blurs in my reputation when someone says wonderful things about me and somebody else is going to come along and go, oh, yeah, well, I remember when he was treating women like this. I remember when he did this. I remember when he used to take money and go over here and do these drugs or, you know, what have you. So... You know, I'm scared. I'm not going to front. I'm really scared. But I'm going to move forward because there are too many people who have placed their faith and their money in me. You know, a lot of people have um, donated to the GoFundMe. A lot of people have donated to this platform, sent me Cash App, 
sent me Venmo because they want me to do what it is I am made to do. They want these books published. They want to see this work out there. And I can't let my inner critic, the shame, um, the embarrassment of my past, the fear of exposure to trump how much support I've gotten from so, so many people. People who have said, look, I yeah, I know. I heard you. I heard what you said about your past. I know you, you didn't do uh, great things at that time, to put it lightly. Um, and I know who you are now and I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you now and, you know, we're going to get through this. The other thing that I, I wanted to bring up, um, it's going to be short tonight. I'm, I'm going to go maybe another five minutes. But the other thing I want to bring up is um, resentment. I want to want the best for my ex-wife, um, my stepdaughters. And I'm still hurt and I'm still angry. I still feel abandoned. Um, I, you know, I just, it, it, and I want to move past it. I want to move past it and I don't, for the life of me, I don't know how to let this go. Because I feel like, well, if they haven't let it go, then fuck it, I ain't going to let it go either. Um, and I know from previous meditations I've done that refusing to let, it, let something go that someone's done to harm me, how someone's harmed me, has to do with feeling like they get away with it if I forgive them. Now, I want you to hear this because this, this is some serious ego and serious grandiosity. If I forgive you, that means you've gotten away with it. What? When, when we say get away with it, we, we mean like scot-free? Like I get to wish them happiness and they get to do harmful shit? The harm has never been about them being a harmful person or doing a harmful thing. That's got nothing to do with me. It was their decision to be hurtful. It was their decision to cause harm. That's got nothing to do with me. I hope and wish that they do something better for the next people in their lives. And forgiving them doesn't mean that I welcome them back in my life. It just means I want them to do better in the future. I want them to be better in the future, both for themselves and for the others around them. So that's where I am. You know, the last thing my ex-wife said to me is you're dead to me in a text message. And um, whether right, wrong, or indifferent, um, it hurt. And uh, I have to move on from there. So I got to wish her the best, you know. And of course, of course, my stepdaughters wish them the best. I'm, I actually miss them on many days, many occasions, especially this last Christmas, man. One of my favorite things was watching all three of them open gifts, you know. And I learned a lot about myself, some good, some bad, you know. But I learned a lot about myself. Um, I learned a lot of what I need to change if I should ever have an opportunity to be a parent again. And I've learned a lot of things that I also need to change as a partner in a relationship. 
Um, and I also found a lot of my good qualities. There were things that I thought was bad that I walked away going, you know what? That wasn't, that wasn't like that. You, you were doing the right thing at those times, you know? Um, it, it's amazing how this pandemic paradise has given me so many opportunities to take a look at myself, the people around me and the world at large. And on a parting note, I want to say something that I found disturbing was everyone on social media making fun of Trump getting older, you know, from his dementia to his having to wear a diaper to his elastic pants. Um, Yeah, like all of that, I guess, you know, but it makes him it. I don't feel any better than him by, you know, making something trite out of his disabilities um, or his age, like that's very common, you know what I mean? And I just, it's also distracting from issues like, uh, you know, settlements in in Palestine, Um, why Joe Manchin gets to call himself a Democrat, Um, (laughs) you know, like some real issues, Um, student debt, like why Joe Biden refuses to like push through his agenda. Why does he keep forcing Democratic senators to work with Republicans who keep chopping and chopping and chopping away at the budget other than he really never wanted the budget to go through and he knew the Republicans would do the dirty work for him. Um, Yeah, those are all the things that, that have been on my mind today. Um, But what's most important is that today I am grateful. I am grateful that there's a photographer that wants to work with me tomorrow. One. I am grateful for the realizations I have about myself, even at this moment. Two. Three, I'm grateful for being willing to face fears about my past coming up. (sighs) Four. I'm grateful for making a podcast. I didn't want to do it at first. I was real anxious about it. Um, But this is kind of like a check-in for me. And I love having the check-in. Five. I'm slowly beginning to love myself more. Which is probably the hardest thing I've ever done. Because I so bad, so badly want to get into a new relationship so I don't have to focus on who I am. Um, And it's easier for me to think of myself as a bad person than taking a focused look at any toxic behavior I have and making a change. It's easier to write it off as, well, I'm just a horrible person. Oh, well. And that makes the work a lot easier, you know, if I just accept my flaws and keep pushing, you know. Um, But I want better. I want better for myself and my life. Um, I want better for the people who do come across me. And um, I think it's a little uh, unrealistic to expect the world to get better, or at least other people to get better, but not me. So if there are things about me that I don't like, that is my responsibility to make those changes. For whatever reason, call it trauma, call it, you know, harm that other people did to me, whatever, doesn't matter. It's here. 
It needs to change, and I'm responsible for changing it. So, with that, I hope y'all have a lovely night. And uh, I just want to let y'all know that I was thinking of you. And um, I'll talk to y'all another time. Don't forget to love yourself.